but uh, they go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was no, you, you, you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to ask. Do it now, soldier. Hello, you are listening to another episode of Stuttering Is Cool. My name is Danny, coming to you from Toronto in Canada, where spring has sprung. And so has a big leak. It doesn't stop raining here. I swear. What happened to the snow? I'm actually, I'm actually missing snow. <laughs> I shouldn't say that too loud. Knock on wood. Okay. Okay. Well, on today's episode, uh, let's go uh, visit the military. Hey, my name's uh, jo- uh, Jody Fuller uh, from Alabama. Uh, uh, I do comedy, and uh, I'm a captain in the Alabama National Guard, and uh, it's good to be here. Thanks. Okay, so my one and only question is, is there is there anything stutterers need to worry about with regards to joining the military? Uh, you know, I have known a lot of people in the military who stutter. Uh, it's one of those things that technically... Uh, it's supposed to disqualify you. Yeah. So that's why a lot of people have this, this, I hate to say, a misconception, but, you know, that if you stutter, you can't join the military because you, you can. But, it, you know, there's a bunch of things that technically disqualify you from, from stuttering or stammering to asthma to whatever, just all kind of things. But, there's always waivers, you know. You can always get in. Uh, you may not be able to get in at that at that at that at that particular moment, but you know if you keep trying. But uh, everybody I know who who stutters, they've gotten in, you know, just r- right off the bat. But uh, uh, you can join. You know, um, uh, as I said, I've met people. I originally joined the army in '92, and the majority of my career was was active duty. So I mean, I've met probably, I've served with probably 30, 40, 50 people who stutters, uh, who 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 stutter to some the the uh, I degree. Uh, uh, as far as, as anything else, uh, no. I mean, as long as you can do your job, you know, there may be some jobs that. You know, m- m- just like anything else, just like any other w- w- walk of life, you know, stuttering may make it a little more challenging. Uh, uh, and, but uh, there's plenty of opportunities for people who 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 stutter. So, if anybody wants to serve, uh, I don't use stuttering as an excuse to hold you back, man. Just get out there and do it because you can serve. I promise you. The army, hey. The the army's always looking for people. The other branches, such as the navy and the air force and the marines, they're harder to get into. Period. I mean, regardless of anything, they're just harder to, to get into the marine corps because it's such a a small uh, such a small force, and then the navy and the the air force because. Everybody wants to join the Navy and, and, and Air Force, but, you know, the Army, hey, there's always opportunity in, in the Army, and it's the best decision I've ever made in my life, so it's out there. Are there any day-to-day Army tips 
that, sh that you would give to your fellow army stutterer <laughs> and and by by tip tips what I mean like uh, the on-the-job tips uh, um, like you know uh, for example you know when I you know uh, was empl em employed you know one trick that I did was I would always disclose my stuttering before a conference call because they can't see me stuttering or right I would I uh, don't know, like really sit down and prepare before I make a phone call write down notes is there anything with regards to uh, in the uh, you know, with the with the most part, uh, when you're when you're in the army, you're with your 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 unit. So everybody in your unit knows you. Uh, now, as you progress up in up in rank, uh, that's when you'll start doing briefings and and uh, 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 you, you do these these briefings online or or over video and stuff like like that but as a young soldier just going in whether you're enlisted or even in most cases a young officer such as a lieutenant that's really not something you even need to worry about right off the bat because you won't be doing it you just deal mostly with the, the people you see on a day-to-day -day basis okay they get to know you you know I mean they'll know you stutter after the first day and and I mean they don't care I mean you know, as long as you as you put on your uniform and wear it proudly and serve right, do the right thing, live by the army values, which are 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 are, 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 are I call them uh, 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 I call them army standards, but uh, the army calls them army values. But they uh, it's uh, loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service. Honor, integrity, and personal courage, and that spells out leadership, uh, and and that that's what it boils down. It doesn't matter if you stutter or whatever. You know your soldiers, your peers, you know your subordinates, your 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 superiors. They just want you to go out there and bust your hump every day. Look for the man and woman on your left and right, and take care of each other. And it doesn't matter if you if you stutter, as long as you do a good job, you know. You'll 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 do fine in the military. I tell everybody this is an 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 old army thing. Well, it's just in life, you know. Do the right thing, you know, even when nobody's looking, and that applies to everybody across the the board, you know. You so stuttering, it, 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 it it's it's not affected my military career whatsoever. I'm a captain now. I should be making major early next year. Uh, wow. But you, you, you know sometimes. Sometimes, uh, you know, I do uh, have to have to brief, and you know, I'm like you, man. I'll get up there if they don't know me, because you know, as I said, at my rank, and you know, sometimes I have to, to brief outside of my comfort zone, and uh, you know, I might start out in the first few sentences or whatever, you know, speaking, you, you know, uh, 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 speaking fluently, and then. All of a sudden, you know, I start stuttering. So I tell you, I mean, I tell them like you said. I said, I just, I just want y'all to know, I'm not nervous or anything. I just stutter because you know I don't want them to think I'm intimidated by them. You know, oh whether gosh, they're a general or whatever, I don't want them to think, oh, this guy. Because I have had somebody in 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 the past. It was like a a, a colonel, and he's 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 he, 
He's like, it's okay, Captain. He dominant. I said, I said, sir, I ain't nervous. I just stutter, <laughs> and I didn't stutter on that one one big. I want to let him know. <laughs> you, you know, I I I respect you, you know, but you don't make me nervous. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> I'd let him know, you know. I'd let him know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the key in everything in the life when you disclose. Like even the job interviews that I've been going on, it's one thing to disclose, but I always have to mention that it's not psychological. I'm not nervous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, hey, I uh, one of my funny stories is, uh, you know, it, it it it's a shame, but you know, some people. And it, it's really just a few. It, it, it's obviously not the, the the majority. You know, a lot of people they think you know when they hear you talk, you know, and you're stuttering, they might question your intelligence a little bit. You, you yeah. know, because there's some known people out there who who think that 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 uh, that way. But uh, I was in officer candidate school at Fort Benning, Georgia. This was uh, in the 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 fall winter of uh, '02, and. Uh, we were all sitting around talking one day, and uh, all these guys, and we hadn't been there very long, so none of them really knew me all that well. They just knew I was a stuttering guy from 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 Alabama. And uh, we're talking about our, our, our test scores uh, to get in, because when you join, you have to take a test called the ASVAB, and uh, it's a percentile, so the highest you can make is uh, 99, and then there's a portion of that uh, it's divided up into s s several categories, and a portion of that is uh, is uh, is a GT score. I, I can't I, I can't think that's general something, but uh, that's really the overall score that they look at. And at that time, and it changes from from every few years they adjust to, but. At that time, a 134 was the highest you could you could could make. So we were all sitting around one night talking. I was kind of minding my own business over there, and uh, they're talking about, yeah, man, I made a 96 on my ASVAB. And this guy's like, that's awesome, and and uh, uh, like I made a 127 on my GT score. And I don't know if they were trying to pick at me or what, but they said, what'd you make, Fuller? You know, you know, maybe in the stuttering guy from Alabama, you know. <laughs> I said, uh, well, my ASVAB was a 99 and my GT score was a 134, which, like I said, is the highest you can get on either either one of them. And uh, I said, I said, how's that for the stuttering guy from Alabama? <laughs> so I let them know, yeah, you know, because, you, know, you know, they were judging me. I have no doubt there were a couple of, a couple of, of, of them judging me, you know, with the southern accent and the stutter, but, you, you know. You just gotta learn to put people in their place, and you know, once they know, you know, they know. A lot of people they just don't know. You know, it's not their fault. They just don't know. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, shoot, the the majority of the people I know who 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 stutter are, are just super intelligent. Hey, but we're just like everybody else. We got a few a few idiots too. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like you know, we're we're just a microcosm. You know. <laughs> What's it like being in the military? Are the movies accurate? And I say that uh, with a bit of sarcasm. <laughs> depends on depends on on uh, which movie. I guess. Oh, okay. uh, no. Uh, 
you know, it, it it's the best decision I ever, I ever made in my life. I uh, uh, I joined when I was 19. I joined in 19. I left when I was 20. And uh, uh, after basic training and AIT, which is advanced individual advanced individual training, that uh, I was a medic and did that at, at Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio, Texas. And then I went to uh, Lonsdale, Germany. And that's the biggest hospital, the biggest U.S. hospital outside the United States. And that's where you see on the news now uh, where you have soldiers coming in from Afghanistan and Iraq and all around the, the world. I was there from 93 to 95. And uh, the big thing that happened there was the... Uh, I was there when the whole Black Hawk Mound thing happened, so they all I got to come in. I got to work on all those guys and see those guys. So that was a highlight of my first stint uh, in the the military. But you know, I was in a hospital in, in environment then. And the point of this is that it just depends on what kind of unit you're in, because I was in a hospital in environment. Uh, it was a great job. I had a lot, of, a, a lot of days off. Got travel all all over Europe, and that you know, as you know, I travel all over Europe a lot now. But I still love it. Uh, and then, but I went from there, where I was hanging out because I, you know, I was a, a a young enlisted soldier then. I got from there where I was hanging out with my senior NCOs, which is your your sergeants uh, and and officers. Uh, to go into Fort Seal, Oklahoma, where I was a medic in an artillery unit, where, you know, I, I had to stand at parade rest talking to a guy just one grade ahead of me. You know, it's just a culture shock. But I mean, I just said, well, because I'm, you know, I consider myself to be well disciplined. Uh, uh, and that was, you know, getting up every morning at six o'clock doing PT. You know, and I was young then, so I'd be out drinking till one, two o'clock in the morning. Uh, so it, it 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 was rough, but that was the lifestyle then uh, for a young soldier. Uh, and we went to the field all the time. Was always out in 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 the field. Uh, miserable weather in Oklahoma, either 110 degrees or in the winter, really cold and really windy because it's flat and nothing to block the wind. So the point of that is that, you know, I go from a really, I mean, it's a great job and a job where I felt like I made a difference in Germany where I was, you know, working on soldiers with, you know, real world injuries and stuff. Uh, and I never went to the field one time. I never did PT except for my uh, PT test twice a year uh, to Oklahoma to where it was like the real army, you know. And, and, and then after that is when I got out and I went to school and, uh, I was working full time at, at at the same job I had before I went into the army, and I uh, went to school. Graduated from Auburn University in Montgomery, and then I graduated in August of '01. Didn't know what I wanted to do, and a month later was 9/11. So I decided to go back in to uh, the army then, and it it wound up being almost a year before uh, I was able to get back in because the the military has a way to mess up paperwork. So uh, very, 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 very painful. But in that meantime is when I started, to, on a side note, is when I started doing the 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 open mic comedy. Uh, uh, so that kind of, you know, I had time on my hands while I was waiting to go back in. But then I went I back in and, and did OCS. 
and then after schools at Fort Benning and then my, my, my officer basic course at Fort Eustis, Virginia, wound up in Washington State. And again, it, it was another just total turn because at this point, you know, I was a second lieutenant and we were geared because I got there in July and we were gearing up to deploy to Iraq in November of 03. And uh, so, I mean, I was working 15, 16 hours a day uh, then, you know, and I had at that time, my platoon was the third largest platoon in the entire army. I had 104 in my platoon, which is larger than some companies. Uh, and that was just a full-time job, obviously, you know, gearing up for the, 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 the deployment with so many people. Uh, luckily, I had a lot of great NCOs that worked for me, uh, who helped make my job a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot easier. So, as you can tell from those three jobs, I told you from Germany to Oklahoma to to, to Washington, all three were just totally different. So, it just depends on what unit you're 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 a part of. You, do you understand? Yeah. Wow. It's very wow. fascinating. My resume is so boring. <laughs> I doubt it. What got you into uh, open mic com com Eddie? Well, 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 I did the the open open uh, the open mic in two thousand two. You can you know, I, I'll still do open mic on 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 occasion just to mm -hmm. you know try out new material and stuff like 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 that. But, you know, I I was always the in school. Uh, and like high school and stuff, I was the, uh, I always like to describe myself as the respectable class clown, you know, because I, you know, I, I wouldn't interrupt the teacher, you know, you know, anything like, like that, but, you know, just when it was appropriate, you know, you know, you know and, but, you know, being from a small town in Alabama, you know, who thinks, hey, I can go into comedy. Uh, so then, uh, like I said, I had a lot of time on, on, on my hand from, on, on my hands when I decided to go back into the army and uh, I went to the uh, Stardome Comedy Club in, in Birmingham, Alabama uh, and man I did it I just got hooked that first night I did so well uh, uh, and I, I just got I, I got I got I got hooked uh, and I did so well that the next open mic I decided to bring a lot of my friends from my hometown of Opelika, Alabama up there and uh, oh man I learned a valuable lesson that that night do not drink a lot of alcohol before getting on stage <laughs> because you know you gotta be sharp when when you're up there talking and I just lost it and I bombed it was awful and the first time I did it I brought a bunch of my college friends up there and I appreciated them coming they were good friends but they they were people that I knew I wouldn't see every day you know unlike my so if I had performed horribly you know, it wouldn't have been all that bad because I wouldn't see him. But so then I said, "Well, I can do this again." I brought all my friends up there and uh, bombed horribly, but that was a good learning, a, uh, a good life lesson there. But you know, now I mean, I've done it. You know, all 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 over the place, and I've done it. Uh, I've done it overseas uh, when I was deployed. I didn't own this because you know, well, I've got three years in Iraq, and the first two deployments I did comedy. This one I just got back from in, in January. I just really didn't have time to do comedy and and it just really wasn't uh I'll be nice uh just didn't really want to uh oh. <laughs> uh the and uh uh I've done comedy uh
for troops overseas uh, with with Armed Forces Entertainment, which is really neat. I got to to go over. Uh, and this is as a as a civilian. I wasn't in uniform. I uh, got to go over and uh, me and a, another com comedian and. We got to go. Uh, we flew into Moscow and spent about ten hours there, and then we spent a couple of days in Kyrgyzstan, then eight days in Afghanistan, a few days in Qatar, a few days in Saudi Arabia, and a few days in uh, uh, one more. <laughs> uh, oh, the uh, you, the uh, you, you, United Arab Emirates. So yeah, I got to go. Uh, skiing at that mall in do in in uh, Dubai. Oh my gosh! Wow. So that, yeah, that that was cool there. Uh, uh, but you, you know, and and I, I've been comedy from from uh, from you know pretty much all all over the U.S. except for I, I guess the 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 I I've never I I've done it in in in, in D.C. But never anything uh, northeast of there. But it's cool, man. I I enjoy it. I love making people laugh. And getting back to the stuttering thing that I always lo lo like to point out is that the stuttering, hey, stuttering is cool, right? Uh, <laughs> it is. It's awesome. It's very cool. <laughs> but you know, one of the coolest things which happens uh, often, quite often. Uh, the majority of the time, actually, is after I'm giving a speech because I I, I I I give speeches too, uh, with you know comedy, with the comedic theme, uh, you know people come up to me and say they say hey you know what I I got a a a, a cousin who who stutters and you know I, I never thought about you know what it's like you know to have to order a pizza on the phone you know because I. I think we've talked about that you and I before on online, like ordering food on a phone or something, you know, or giving a number, you know, a a, 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 a credit card number, or something like that. <laughs> hey, I love the touch tone, man. When they say, when they give me the choice between a touch tone or putting my 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 number, I do the touch tone, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you, you you know, I talk about about that, you know, how it affects me. You know, and I, I I try to present it in a humorous light, you know, but it it also opens up the 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 eyes and minds to everybody else out there, you know, who doesn't know what it's like to be, you know, a person who 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 stutters. And if you can do that in a comedic manner, you know, people pay attention to it. You know, if you can just give up and give a boring speech or whatever, most people are are looking at their watch or texting or checking their Facebook or whatever, you know, anything but pay attention, you know, so if you can add the comedy, you know, they will pay attention and, you know, you, you know, this is uh, Stuttering Awareness Week, so, you know, it in, in, in a really indirect manner is how it started, but in an indirect manner, you know, it, it just raises a awareness for stuttering and, you know, 99% uh, of the feedback that I get from people who, who stutter is positive. You get a couple people who just like, you shouldn't do it, it's not funny, you shouldn't. But, you know, I, I'll I'll stick with that 99%. You know, there, there's always going to be a few people who, who who don't get it regardless of what you're talking about. But uh, the fact that I'm able to do comedy and make people laugh and, and uh, raise awareness, I think that's pretty cool. Anything? 
any uh, tips for a stutterer who wants to get into stand stand up? Just do it. <laughs> I mean, you, you gotta be funny, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, the tip is, you know, open mics, and uh, if you bomb the first time, don't worry about it. Could go back, keep on going, going back. Uh, and this really isn't for anybody who 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 stutters. It's just anybody. Period. You, you know, you know, we don't. I'm trying to be ugly, but you know, we don't have a special set of rules for us. You know, it's the same as for anybody. You know, just just do it. You know, and speak anytime you, you can. You know, you know, coffee shops or or, or 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 open mics or just any anytime you get the opportunity to speak in front of people, do it. And you know what? I also encourage that you know, for people who 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 whether they're trying to do comedy or not, you know, just get up and and talk in front of people. And just you know, the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll 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 be. Obviously, it's not going to cure your stutter, but but you know, you'll be more comfortable. Uh, but but I I enjoy doing comedy. You know, I said I just got back from Iraq in, in January, and I only done a few shows since I've been home, but uh uh. I'm I'm gearing up for some things here pretty soon, so it's uh, exciting. Good, good. Any chance of another DVD release? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I am going to do another one. Uh, the one I had, man, I don't even sell it anymore, and I've got like a thousand of them in my garage. Yeah. Uh, it, it 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 had a a little bit of profanity on it, and. Which is not a big deal. It's just I'm kind of old school, and you know I want my I I want my humor to be accessible to everybody. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want a ten year old kid watching that. And like so for the most part, I mean it's ninety nine percent clean. There's like four cuss words on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know I I want I want kids to be able to 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 watch it. So. I'm gonna do another one, uh, hopefully here in the next few months. A big thank you to Jody for sharing not only his experiences with the military, but his encouragement in not having to worry, not having to uh, let your stuttering get in the way of your dream of of entering into the armed forces if you are thinking of entering the military or if you are in the military or if you have been in the military or or even if you're not in the military i'd like to hear from you emails can be sent but but best of all sound files you can send me an mp3 an mp3 is fine to coolstutter at gmail.com maybe about three and it's long sharing your thoughts about today's topic and I'll play it on my next episode alternatively you can also leave a comment on the blog over at stutteringiscool.com and leave a uh, sorry you can (laughs) search for episode number 111 Until next time, I hope that your stuttering will always be with confidence. May your stuttering be confident and, well, until next time, ciao.
What exactly does war eagle mean? I always wondered, and I and I try to Google search up. Like I still don't know what war eagle or war daddy. You know, but what it is, I'm a huge fan right now. As I look around my house, I've got Auburn stuff everywhere. I'm about my. I'm from from Opelika, Alabama, and Opelika, Auburn is basically one town. I mean, there's a, a city city limit sign that divides us, and that's it. And Auburn is home of Auburn University, the 2010 BCS National Champions. But uh, War Eagle is our battle cry. And we say it when we see anybody all over the world. It doesn't matter where you are. If you see somebody wearing an Auburn hat, Auburn shirt, we yell, War Eagle! And, uh, <laughs> That's yeah, cool. War Eagle! I mean, I've been all over the world, and I see somebody wearing, I'll yell, you know, from 100 yards away, and people look at me crazy. And then they hear somebody else yell, yell back, War Eagle! Uh, and that's what we do. Uh, uh, War Eagle, as I said, it's our battle cry when we kick off for the ball games uh, or after touchdown. It's War Eagle, hey, and uh, that's our song. War Eagle, fly down the field, etc. But uh, it goes back. The story is that there was a soldier from Auburn injured in in uh, the Civil War, I think in Spotsylvania up there somewhere, and a baby eagle landed next to him. And in it, the baby, the eagle was injured too. Anyway, they brought the eagle back to Auburn and uh, uh, nursed it back to health. In Auburn's first football game, legend has it that they let the eagle go, and it flew around the stadium three or four times, and everybody, everybody knew what it was, and they called it that war eagle because it, you know, they found it in the. the War. So everybody started ye yelling "War Eagle," and uh, as I said, it circled the, st the stadium three or four times, and then it, it, it fell on the ground and died. Oh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, that's something that's, out of the Sim Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, no, really. But but you know, Auburn, uh, we've got several eagles, and uh, they're used uh, for. Uh, they were used in well, one of them was used in the Olympics in two thousand four in. Salt Lake City. Uh, they let them out before every game, and they still fly this 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 the stadium. Well, they let one out for each game at the top of the stadium, and there'll be a handler at midfield, and it flies around the stadium two or three times, and everybody in the, the stadium yells "War Eagle." You can Google it; it's pretty cool to watch, especially in person. And it lands down there, and the Auburn. I guess Auburn has like a Raptor Center, and they have uh, all these. Uh, uh, you can go down there and see the the eagles down there, and it's pretty pretty neat. There's they're named Tiger. It's like Tiger Seven, I think. Then there's one named Spirit. It was a bald eagle, I think. Then they just got another one too. I can't remember the names, but it's a great tradition. One of the uh, one of the better traditions in college sports. Cool. Sounds nice. And to think, I thought. It it was something about like an armed forces f football game or something like some team. 